If you were brave enough to press play here, pat yourself on the back. It's not a small feat. If you want something else in your life, it is good that you're here declaring to yourself you want to create a space for something new. It is difficult, isn't it? When you have a set identity and suddenly you have to convince everyone that you want to be something else and no, you haven't gone bonkers. Yes, I have been a brain surgeon for 40 years and now I want to cultivate oysters. Yes, I'm a plumber and now I want to be a musician. Yes, I'm studying to be a dentist, but I want to be a painter. I'm a successful tech CEO, but now I'm buying a vineyard. I'm a retired cop and want to be an inventor. I'm a stay-at-home mom and want to become a fashion designer. I'm a corporate administrator, but want to be a writer and dance philosopher. And boom, the voices instantly become black sheep among family and friends. And it is so difficult to say what you really want to do. So you start saying it just a little bit in small phrases and tiny parts of your desire. You want to learn to play an instrument, to paint as a hobby. You tell you're going to a wine tasting or say you dabble in investments. You tell friends you play a bit in designing clothes, that sort of thing, minimizing your efforts. Welcome to Creative Space Mastery Podcast, the show about how to establish a framework to get your creative practice going, bringing consistent creative productivity. I'm Tanya Crivellenti, an author who has been on the storytelling path for 20 years now, in joy and in chaos, and I'm able to be productive every week. I invite artists and all types of creators out there to hear about a practical process, metaphors and examples in order to achieve creative space mastery. From our last episode, creative space is something you can establish right now with whatever time you can give it, involving all activities relating to your art. It is recurring, contractual, it is an imperfect process, and it is a protected space for inspiration to come through the middle. Last time, we discussed about setting a time when you could create. Now, we will talk about the true desire of what you want to create and how to declare this true desire. The funny thing I have realized is how many people are shy from declaring to themselves and others what they really want. The first time I saw that happening was at the Creative Writing Masterclasses. Most people in the classes there, I mean 90%, kept saying that they were writing for themselves. Don't you find that unlikely? That most students at a master course desire to improve their writing to that level, just to put their masterpieces in a drawer, or show it only to family members, and have no publishing ambitions at all? And there was a second languager, a minority in the course. There were only a couple of others like me, boldly declaring that not only I wish to be published, one day I desire to become a full-time writer and God's permitting even a bestseller so I could sustain my writing with the proceeds of the books. I was boldly declaring that, even with my flawed English skills, and unique voice and unusual stories, while they had most often than not flawless writing abilities, 
which I confirmed when the workshop started. All that intrigued me so much at the time. How many of them insisted on the writing for myself thing? Please understand that I do believe some of them were writing for themselves. And I think it is a beautiful means of therapy and self-actualization and as valid as writing for any other reason. I don't believe, though, that 90% of the people of the course were there for that reason. I believe that a lot of them were not being honest with themselves and secretly dreamed of being discovered. At another time, that same thing happened, and it was even more blaring. I went to Graham Simpson's workshop on novel writing, the author of the beautiful series The Rosie Project. And when he asked who was writing a novel, I raised my hand with confidence, thinking, Tuh, what an obvious question. Everyone. But when I looked around, I was one of the few ones with my hand raised. And when he questioned people, they hesitated and started with the same bullslap. They said things like, I'm starting to think, or I'm writing for myself, and I'm thinking, I must have fallen into a different universe or another workshop. Wasn't this the novel writing one? What were they even doing here if they weren't even able to say out loud that they wanted to write a novel? Then I felt unkind to them and secretly brave. He couldn't even start the workshop while people didn't admit they were there to write a novel can say that if you can declare what you want to do, first you take that out of the way. You stop wasting time with anything that isn't related to that. Second, you can start attracting the people and circumstances that will support that. If you are in a workshop about novel writing, you declare it and you can start the work, no hesitation. If you're still thinking about it, you can't start. Do you understand? If there are people around you who will resist or not support you, so be it. Not declaring it won't make it any easier. From the moment you say what you want to do, the work of teaching others to respect it can start. Before you say it clearly, it can't even begin. If you don't know exactly what it is, no problem. Say what you know for now. For example... I want to become some sort of artist or inventor or an entrepreneur. And I'm taking three hours per week on a Friday morning to dedicate to this. That will be my time to figure this out. And during this time, I want to be left in creative peace. The rest you can figure out later. When I was younger, I was set on being a ballet dancer, as I said previously. Back then, I used to say I would write a book when I retired. When I was a child, I sold poems to my grandfather, which I never delivered because poetry isn't really my thing. Instead, I wrote prose, many stories all my life from a very young age. I used to play pretending I was at school and write during my holidays. And I have a photo of me playing with my father's typewriter when I was eight. I loved it so much, I bought a similar working one a couple of years ago, and I keep it on my writing desk. Back then, I even got in trouble when I wrote a story about the maid kissing the security guard. I was not supposed to have registered the illicit act, 
that happened during her working hours, but I had to write about such an interesting occurrence. In high school, I was published in a teacher's anthology. A few years later, when I was working in marketing, writing started to become more and more important. I started to realize I came alive when creating stories in my head, and working didn't have the same appeal. I realized that when I retired was maybe too far away, and then the radio spoke to me, as I said in the first episode telling me that writing was my gift supreme. And I knew, and I declared to myself that I wanted to become a writer from then onwards. I didn't know exactly how I was going to do that. I knew nothing about becoming a writer, especially in a third world country. There were no creative writing courses in Brazil that I knew of. All I knew at first was that I wanted a quality of life to be able to write. All I desired when I migrated to Australia was not to be so exhausted every day and weekend, and in a way that my brain would shut down when I wasn't at work. I wanted to feel alive and have productive time out of work. I didn't even know there was a possibility of working part-time in Australia. That doesn't exist in Brazil, it's so rare there. Only when I got my visa and the possibility entered my awareness that I made a plan to one day transition into part-time work and do more and more writing and less work with time. It was hard at the beginning. My ex-husband, not without reason, was jealous of my characters, my writing and my stories. You see, my writing has various degrees of sensuality, to some extremes. Even when I try to behave, I end up sleeping. I know it is what partners of artists are expected to understand, and I have always been an artist for him, either a dancer or a writer. Still, I couldn't understand where he was coming from, but I couldn't stop the stories, the writing, the characters. There was no controlling them or the sensuality that kept pouring out of me. I have tried at times, and I had the thought that I should do a proper, serious piece of writing. I am writing a great dystopian saga, but with no virus, no wars, no zombies, intriguing, no? Well, I thought to myself, this is it. This is going to be a proper one. My family will be able to read it, finally. Next thing I knew, everyone was dancing naked. The stories come alive for me through sexual energy. I can't deny that part of myself. If I do, I kill the brightness of the writing. Even when I'm writing a shopping list, I start with tomatoes, lettuce, pumpkin, and I end up in eggplant, strawberries, and zucchini. I had to embrace and admit to myself and declare to my husband back then that the writing and the characters were not going away. His choices were accepting or letting the relationship go. He decided to stay then, and after the flood, I recounted it episode one, he decided to search for a better quality of life. For me, it was about the writing. For him, just quality of life in general. Happier days. We migrated to Australia coming after this dream. Separated three years later, when our path diverged. I kept on the path of searching for the creative space. For you, this is today's point to meditate about. Knowing and declaring out loud what you want to do is empowering and freeing. Do it 
at least for yourself. If you're not sure where to start, look back. Look at your childhood stories. What was it that you were always doing? What made you happy as a child that you said you would do when you grew up? What were the dreams that you suppressed? Did you love playing with mini teapots? I have a friend having a bowl decorating tables at the moment. What is it that you can't stop talking about when you start? Pay attention to what keeps you awake at the end of a party. For me, it's conversation about books, stories, etymology, or equally stories of someone's romances or love affairs. Is it a conversation about design, acting, music, science, trains, colors, food, feet, or chairs? What is it that's sexy to you? What makes you wake up when you're almost falling asleep at the end of a dinner party? Do not think about the reasons why not, the limits. Do not listen to any other voices stopping you inside or outside your head. You're not committing to anything, spending any money, not being conceited by saying you know what you're doing or that you're going to be any good at the new thing. You're just declaring a desire, a passion, and putting some time to think or work on it and enjoy it and have fun with it. The objective should never be the fame, the money, the rewards. It must be the process, the art, the enjoyment you will extract from doing the thing, whatever it is you want to do. Because then it doesn't matter how well you can do it, just how much pleasure you will find in the making. Success is but a consequence. It may seem I'm being a bit contradictory. I said to myself I wish to be a bestseller someday. I would love the validation that I left a legacy, that I have touched people's lives in a positive way, that I made an impact, and to have the resources to write more, and especially be able to become a full-time writer. If I'm a creator one hour or 80 hours a week, they are all valid. My desire to create stories is independent of any success I have. I do it because I love it. I want to be published because I want to share what I have learned and because the stories want to be heard. If by one or one million people doesn't make a difference to me, as long as they are out there with the possibility of being heard. The goal is the sustainability of the art itself, the ability to keep creating. That is my desire for success. But if I have none whatsoever, I will still have loved every second I spent creating. It is no chore. It is a life well lived. Every sacrifice is worthy. When I was writing these words, I was in heaven. I was in a new place, a cafe, after visiting a rare book fair. I was filled with inspiration from seeing old books, such as a fourth edition of Darwin's The Origin of Species, and Picasso's signature on another book, surrounded by the old and the new architecture of the Sydney University, looking at the beauty of the jacarandas, jacarandas in Portuguese, they were in bloom. I had my music for writing playlist in my ears, and an inspiring creative flow was making words pour out of me. This is my heaven. I love this. Love it. 
when I'm trying to calm myself for any reason, want to visualize bliss, this is the type of vision I imagine for me. Now, it's your turn. What is your passion? What is your bliss? Where can you see yourself spending moments of pure, intense joy? What could you do right now? Last week, you set time to work on something. Did you put it in your calendar? Have you signed up for a course? Sign in to a group meeting? Started doing it? Did you take an action? It's time to do something concrete. Start making it happen. You don't need to have eight days per week. You only need one hour per week, maybe. One hour per week amounts to 52 hours per year. It is much more than nothing. And once you start, it builds momentum, excitement. You end up finding much more energy and time for what you love. As I said before, I wrote two books just by riding for 30 minutes once a day on public transport every day. It took me years, but who cares? This is about having fun and start the ball rolling, not how fast you're going. Now your job, start thinking how you will define your passion for yourself and being brave about it. Declare it to yourself and others what you're doing with the time you have established for your creative space. Tell yourself out loud and if you dare, if you're ready for it, tell others. Tell people you feel safe to tell. Remember, there is no wrong way of doing this. Again, you don't need to have all the answers. Declare what you know so far. Even if it means, I want to create something and I'm going to take 15 minutes every day to think about this. That's enough. Declare you're going to become a creator. You're the only one who can position yourself for your happiness and no one else Go forth, black sheep of this world, and conquer everything. Thank you for listening to Creative Space Mastery Podcast. You will find all about this discussion at creativespacemastery.com. I hope to catch you at my next episode. If you like it, give the show some stars, follow it, and share it with someone who could enjoy it. See you next time. Ciao! Thank you.